So a few words uh, this morning about uh, the practice of uh, metta. Um, metta is um, <coughs> is part of uh, in Buddhist. Uh, Teachings. There's a mini list. The pedagogy takes this form of lists. Maybe uh, you are aware of this. So there's one famous list of uh, four heart qualities called the Brahma Viharas. Apparently, at the time of the Buddha, people um, were um, wanting to um, live with Brahma. The god Brahma wanted to be with him or it or you know with Brahma and uh, and the, the Buddha was using apparently gave a little twist to that and he, caught, he, he started talking about the Brahma Viharas the abodes or domains of Brahma and he would kind of say if you want to be with Brahma it's not kind of a somewhere you'll access when you die or special place or uh, let me tell you what it is to be in Brahma's world to be in Brahma's world in Brahma's domain or refuge uh, this is these four qualities so when your heart or your mind or your attitude when there is friendliness in you benevolence or goodwill put all this in the same little kind of package here this first quality this is the world of Brahma this is kind of heaven so he was presenting it like this which is I think very kind of clever and wise so it's not a place where you want to be it's actually a state of mind it's something that you can cultivate nurture it's here it can be here so uh, the domains of Brahma are uh, loving kindness Compassion. So compassion is this particular way kindness feels or what it becomes when it meets suffering. But what I'm talking about, the meeting here, I'm talking a high-quality meeting because our habitual meeting with what is difficult is reactivity, <coughs> sinking, uh, hating, uh, paralyzing, uh, blaming, getting confused... Uh, avoiding pouring down whiskey <laughs> and other coping mechanisms because we don't know better we, we're trying to meet what is difficult but we don't know and so a wise response to what is difficult is to actually uh, learn how to feel it how to uh, be touched so compassion is described as the the flickering or the trembling of the heart when it meets the difficult. But again, it's a high-quality encounter. It's not a superficial, reactive, habitual encounter with the difficult. We know what that is. You know your own version of that, you know, of shutting down or lashing out, you know, when it's, it's difficult. This is something else. It's a coming close to... It's, uh, it has maybe in it courage, uh, stability, etc. And so another of the Brahma Viharas, so 
almost as if the Buddha was presenting this as a kind of heaven or happiness. Because I think deeply, or that's what we see through his teaching, is that he says, you know, this life is a series of winds. There's the wind of the pleasure, and there's the wind of displeasure. If you think there's going to be only one wind, or expect it, or demand it, or wish for it, it's going to be a very stressful life. It's better to acknowledge that in human nature, there's going to be pleasure, and there's going to be displeasure. There's going to be meeting, and there's going to be separation. There's going to be praise, and there's going to be blame. It's going to be part of it. It's unavoidable. Even for uh, a Buddha, people wanted to kill him, hated him. You know, you would have looked like he was a kind, non-abusive guy, you know, spreading a lot of, uh, you know, trying to heal his communities that he was part of and stuff, and still people despised him. So it's unavoidable. You had somebody who was awakened and had big back problems and a problem with one foot. You know, you would think, oh my God, isn't he like floating? Oh, you know. No. Sometimes he says to his uh, uh, good friend, uh, Ananda, Ananda, can you finish the teachings? I can't. I actually have to lay down. You know. But maybe with the, we sense a really deep acceptance that of course, of course the body will be sick. Of course, you know, people will misunderstand me or disagree with me. So, and the capacity to meet this. And I'm, maybe I'm starting to talk about the uh, third of the four quality, qualities, uh, another of the Brahma Viharas, the abodes of Brahma, which is equanimity, highest quality in Buddhist psychology, we could say. What is equanimity? It's balance of mind, the capacity for the mind or the heart to actually uh, stay stable, available, open, vibrant when it meets the difficult and the very difficult and the pleasurable and the very pleasurable and the neutral and the, even the very neutral, the beige. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the most difficult thing, not to freak out. <laughs> you know, so that's a quality of the heart that we're also learning to develop here. Equanimity, the capacity to be. One description that is very beautiful is being intimate with all things. So equanimity is not indifference as it can be easily mistaken. People would quickly, if they hear a little bit about it, they might think, oh, you know, Buddhist path, kings, it seems like it's telling you everything is impermanent, it doesn't count, be detached, de- you know, de- disconnected. That's not the practice. Maybe you've noticed that the practice is to come closer, closer to things, to feel things, really, to be touch, to touch, and in a stable way. Because if we were getting that sensitive and reactive, it would be like you would come here and you would go back home ten times more of a mess than you were when you came, you know? But, oops. But uh, the practice is a practice of sensitivity, becoming more sensitive, receptive, attuned to what is happening.
and and um, also we're de- as as well as we're developing the sensitivity and the care, the the, the kindness, the friendliness with events, phenomena, people that we think of ourselves. At the same time, we're developing a stability of mind. That's maybe one way that I was instructing about this was was to say, stay with the wish with this one person. Don't like go all like out of my knees, out of my nephew. You can do that too, but it could be good to actually take one person yourself or somebody else and stay with them. So you develop stability, breath and depth. You know that you can actually your friendliness is not just like poking here and there, hopefully, you know, more often than not, you know, that you can actually bring it, bring it. And so today we have a whole day of practice here. It's a precious time, because at home you have everything, all your little rituals and your little coping mechanisms too, you know, and here they're being removed a bit. And so... There's, you know, it's a lot of sitting and walking, and you might be like, "Oh my God, a full day of this!" Yes, <laughs> a full day of this, and notice your mind projecting, you know, making something of the day. You don't have to carry the whole day. <coughs> Carrying the whole day is unwise because it's impossible. I'm sure you, of course, life has not been made like this. Life has been made to be carried a moment at a time. And if we project, oh my God, another 24 hours of this, yeah, painful. But it's the idea that is painful. The whole day is not here. There's, n- there's, not, there's not even a retreat. There's only moments, moments. We conceptualize it. But there's never, you're never experiencing a full retreat in one go. You know, you're only experiencing a moment. And you're, you're invited to meet this one, and meet this one, and meet this one. And because it's not exactly the plan, you know, how you would have scheduled your Saturday, it might have been more like, like you know, I don't know, mimosa, a little champagne, and uh, orange juice, followed by shopping. Followed <laughs> you know, and it doesn't take exactly that form. And so, and here we're called to show up, you know. And maybe if uh, the silence is appreciable and sweet, then you're you're called uh, to not try to own it and say, oh my God, I'm going to go to retreat of my life, I'm going to become a nun or a monk. <laughs> don't, do it. don't do anything with that. Just feel, feel it, be there. And if it's difficult, then it's an opportunity to try to see how you can accompany yourself in compassion, in stability. Uh, and of course it's going to be uh, more messy and rocky than that. There's going to be a lot of fluctuation in the day. The retreat is designed for that. It's not designed for you to have everything you want and uh, that you feel comfortable, that there would be no stretching of the heart. You know? So that's the, the design of the retreat, is silence. So there is some amount of confrontation, some amount of uh, outside of my comfort zone. What is important is that we're not totally outside of your comfort zone. If you're overwhelmed, you can be overwhelmed for a few seconds here and there. That's okay. But if you're constantly overwhelmed, that doesn't work. Then you have to reach out and say, Pascal, that's not working for me. Like I'm traumatizing myself instead of healing. You know? And so we, and the design is a kind of a standard. We, it's for everybody, has 
same kind of treatment, you know, the same, uh, we're doing the same thing. And it might work really well for some of us, for some of us a little bit more challenging. So there's individual little adjustment we can make, and you found your way to do this, you know. You go lie down, or I don't know, you do things. But we're not looking for complete comfort. And if it is completely comfortable, then great, because next time I'm sure it might be a little otherwise, you know. So do you, do you see a little bit the... And so in this way we can learn to develop stability. How can I be a friend to myself even in you know, opposing circumstances, if that's a way to say it. You know, even in the broccoli's too cook. I didn't cook my own broccoli. It's too cook or not enough cooked. How can I remain present, stable, not freak out? <laughs> You know, the sit is, I don't have the stick. How much is the stick? I want the stick. <laughs> I want that. Give me that stick. I want to ring. I want to decide when it rings, you know. You don't get to decide today when it rings. So if it's a little longer, can you stay present? Even if it's a little, because in life, sometimes it is going to be a little longer than you wish, you know. And sometimes it's also going to be a little shorter than you wish. And that's the same thing with the bell. Sometimes the bell will ring like, no, not now. I'm just starting to touch something, you know. So that's, it's a symbol for, for life. So the form here represents a little bit our lives, where we don't, we, we're not in control exactly. But we can work at how we hold things, how we respond to things. And so this equanimity is very much based on a deep understanding that life is not actually controllable. We can participate, we can... So it's a particular philosophy that is presented here. Huh? We're not in uh, magical thinking. Magical thinking is somewhere else in town. It's another group <laughs> where you say, you know, like, whatever you want, you can get, you know. Life can be a series of fortunate events and success, you know. If I was teaching this, I would probably charge a lot of money to teach that. <laughs> so you can see it's not what's happening, because I'm not charging. <laughs> I'm presenting something else, another view of life, you know. And in this view, we're all going to be subject to death, old age, uh, maybe and uh, dis-ease. And we're all going to be at some point, and we know that already, we're going to be separated from what we want in a very harsh way or in little ways, you know. I finally got the apartment or the job or the partner I wanted. They're just a little... If it was that little thing, then it would be perfect, you know. If they were on time, if there was one more room, or if it was the neighbor were less noisy, or if you know, it's a perfect job, but that colleague is a little annoying. You know, it's, it's imperfect. It's a little, you know, that's the nature of life. Sometimes it's perfect, but only for a few seconds, usually. I don't know. You, you might be very resentful hearing me say that. <laughs> yeah. No. The life I aspire to is perfect all the time and flowing all the time. Well, I really wish it for you. 
and I doubt it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so equanimity, and, I'm, and maybe joy also, is in the deep recognition of the nature of reality that we're all in together. That it's going to be a little crooked here and there, inwardly, outwardly, others will be, I will be, inside it will be. I will want to be peaceful, and I'll be bugged by something, you know, I'll be more agitated than I would like to, or, or I'll be calm, and it'll be fantastic, or luminous, or even levitating, and at some point I'll come back down, you know, and something that was beautiful will end. You know. And so here we come closer to encountering this. Not that we do nothing about it, not that we just let everything happen, we also learn, and we see that we have agency, and that's what we're working on here. We're working on accepting how things are and also on using agency to learn how to meet wisely what is there so that we reduce the amount of suffering that is happening for us and for others by learning how to meet uh, what's happening. And the last of the Brahma Viharas of these qualities is joy, or rejoicing, or joy, sometimes it takes the particular form of rejoicing for, for others' well-being. You know. and, uh, and all these, they work together. I'm talking about these this morning because you might invite them, feel them, see opportunities for them, or see how they, they are there spontaneously, and when they are not, when uh, the joy is... Uh, when you see something beautiful and you're, you don't have access to joy because there is some perturbation in the field, worry that it's not going to last or, or wanting more of it, you know, or, and it's in small little things. You know, you'll be walking outside between two trees and the sun is right in you, you know, on your full path and you're like, wow, this is the best path to do walking, you know. And then you know, the bell rings, and like, oh my God, how can I come back here first and the next sit? You know, because you know, there's this sense that I cannot own things completely. You know? ah. And it's scary. I cannot own things completely because they can go. You know, I get quiet, and I'm like a little stressed. I'm quiet, I'm quiet. How do I keep the quiet going, you know? Because <laughs> I know it's not completely controllable, you know? Ah. And so, when I notice this, I can relax and say, oh, of course, it's going to go. Of course. It's uh, ephemeral. But can I, even in the ephemerality, can I totally meet this? Can I be with this? So maybe suggesting that there's maybe I I have belief, known belief, or con- or unconscious belief of where happiness lies. Maybe there's a, here a suggestion that it might lie somewhere else, again, in the quality of the meeting with the event. So it might be applicable to the day of retreat here today. Oh no, another day. Well. Could there be a little switch? Because this schedule is not going to switch, honey. It's going to be the same one. <laughs> but maybe in how I hold it, I can find liberation. 
you know, maybe I can't control the schedule, or maybe I can some, somehow. You know. But if I can, how can I meet it then? How can I become a friend to myself in that schedule? How can I invite balance instead of reactivity, opinions, attachment to preferences? You know, how can I allow this to be like that today? And see from moment to moment, how am I meeting this? How am I holding this? You know, no blame, just being awake, aware of my participation in that reality, or the, the participation you could say of this mind or heart. We don't have to make it so personal, but just being awake to how it's held. Yeah, and doing this here might seem. Um, Kind of like, but why do why impose this on myself? Why do this here? Well, because this is a training to do this later in work, in relationship, in health, in everything. There's not one place where it's not going to be useful. The capacity to take in and see how I can meet this. How can I meet this? Do I, is it better not to speak now or to speak now? Let me see, how is that going to be helpful for myself and others? And so that's why we're putting this, this focus, such a focus on the kindness of friendliness, because it's going to alter the way I meet things. It's going to again, in Buddhist psychology, always helpful. There's a little list here that I ran into this morning. It says, uh, the four Brahma-viharas, compassion, joys, capacity to rejoice for what is successful, fortunate, beautiful, etc. So these four qualities, and the balance, the mind that is balanced, these four uh, Attitude, you could present them like this. Our wise response to any social interaction. There's not one social interaction where they're not welcomed, where they're not going to be helpful. They help relieve tension between people and in situation, bring peace to conflict, heal wounds, um, create harmonious community life, promotes friendliness in, uh, in an individualistic culture, uh, gives life to uh, generosity, and revives hope. And so these qualities, we slowly want to uh, cultivate them, gain access to them, recognize them, be able to recognize them, invite them, so that they can be the field in which we live. live. The field in which we live. And so in this way they're presented as protection. Another protection, protection as an armor. It's kind of a soft, it's more like a protection of something that radiates. And uh, we know that. We know that from experience. When we are around people who have these qualities or express one of these qualities, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting us to reflect on this. I know for me, I've noticed 
that when I'm with somebody who's kind, it feels safe, it feels there's something about it. When somebody shows compassion, it, it's immediately helpful in some ways. You know, in my own, I don't know if it's my mirror neurons or how it works exactly, but there is a response in the system that can be felt when somebody is balanced, you know. Uh, and part, part of uh, my job is to do that. You know, when I meet with people, like, oh, there's this happening, there's this happening. And my job is to be, be as much as I can one or the four of these qualities. And just like, oh, this is what's happening for you. It's really intense. It's really intense. I, I get to hold the stability so the person can benefit from it and recognize, oh, my God, there's another way to hold that. It's often easier for somebody who's external to do that. And so that's something that we can all provide a certain amount of. You know, we can offer that. That's a beautiful uh, generosity. So, oh, I can bring a little joy here. I can bring a little compassion here, a stability in this milieu with this person when I can. So that's why we're here, to develop this, to feel that, to get acquainted in a felt way with these qualities. This morning, if you're doing the phrases, if you're playing with the phrases, uh, you could play with bringing, expanding your uh, circle of caring a little bit. So maybe you've done yourself, you've done people with whom it's easy to send love to and care for and wishes of well-being. You could expand it a little bit and try people who are uh, in the classic uh, description, they're called the neutral category. So it's people that might be around us right now that don't stand out. We don't tend to really love or hate, you know, you don't have so much projection on or they're kind of, they don't stand out so much for you. And so you might recognize them here or think of people in your life at home, people you work with or live, live around or meet regularly at the bank or grocery or, or and just see if you can you know go from a person that uh, you really care about their their life and their well-being and it's easy for you to wish them well and then for a few seconds just switch to somebody who's more like neutral doesn't elicit in you a joy or care and just turn to them and invite them and reflect recognize and although you don't know this being, this being is like you, often separated from what they want. They have things they want, and they sometimes they have access to it, but sometimes they don't. You know? And they, like you, like us, experience confusion and a host, if I can say that like this, a host of different troubling emotions you know, that makes a being who they are sometimes uh, difficult, confusing, and energy taking or leaking or something. And, uh, and somebody who uh, is 
apparently known to have developed a lot of metta and uh, and uh, is the Dalai Lama maybe you've seen the Dalai Lama uh, maybe you have the chance to be with him sometime or to see him or but we heard we hear from his side and report from people who have met him they say uh, he says when he sees people he always has a feeling that he's seeing an old friend like he doesn't it doesn't do neutral. It doesn't appear to him because it's so aware of the humanity in everyone, in the human experience. He so knows that it's the same experience in every one of us that when he meets people, he just is happy to see them. Like he wants to know how they are and if they're okay. And you know, and people describe this. They say when he stays, for example, in a hotel, often the staff will meet him and they'll report after, like, "Oh my God, it was amazing," you know, and. When he came to Spirit Rock a Center, where I teach sometimes, uh, apparently, like all the, um, I don't know if the FBI or CIA agents or all the people who were doing the security, and apparently they were everywhere in the center on the rooftops, and they, uh, they all wanted to take a pr- picture of him with him after, and they were all like smiling, and <laughs> and, and 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 he was just like uh, holding everybody as a friend, you know. And people felt seen. They felt there was something that was uh, ignited in them about that. Uh, and so, uh, and one of the teachers here who teaches for uh, True North Insight uh, every year, week long, Michelle McDonald, who's been my teacher for many years, uh, I like when she describes. Uh, that's an old story now, but the, when I heard it, it touched me, and I remembered that she, she teaches all over the place, she travels a lot, so she's often not home. And she said that once in a while she'll go to the Costco and uh, to grab a number of things. And so she said it's very rare she goes, but over a few decades, you know, it's, it's been some of the same people have been there. She said when she travels, sometimes she sends uh, wishes of well-being to some of the people at Costco that she knows, you know. And she says sometimes when I... I go back to Costco after a few months, you know, I just turn a corner and I see one of them and I'm like, hey! <laughs> I want to know how they are, I care, you know? And, uh, and so sometimes they're like, well, the crazy, the crazy woman, you know? But uh, she, then that's the world she lives in, you know? She lives in a world where she sees friends, you know, uh, here and there. And uh, so it's a beautiful world. So in this way, it's a, she's protected instead of being in the world of self-absorption, uh, in the world of uh, futuring, you know, incessant planning. I like to plan. That's what I like to do. I, you know, what, what do you have against planning? I like to do that. No, you don't. You're addicted. You don't even know. You know you're caught. You don't know you're caught. You know. There's another way to live. You know, that, you know, the candy and the gold. And so... There's another story around the neutral uh, people. Is I think it was Russian astronauts. There's a story of Russian astronauts going uh, off in the universe, and uh, they have to bring with uh, them, the two astronauts, they have to bring two uh, little fish for experimentation for about something. They have to... So and so for them at the beginning before leaving the fish are just some of the props and the things and the tests they have to do and there's nothing special about them. But they say that once they're they've left the earth, 
suddenly they're touched by the existence and the life of these beings, you know, and they actually get sick. And the, one of the astronauts described how concerning it is, you know, like how there's just four of us here lost in the universe, you know. We can't lose anybody here, you know, like it's precious. So there's a switch of view, you know, from having somebody being objectified, you know, it's a thing, an obstacle or something that will get me something, you know, instead of having this view, suddenly there's something, humanity, not in this case it's not humanity, but sentiency, is that? <laughs> Sen- it's a sentient being, I don't know how you translate sentient in French, but a being with senses, a being with uh, some kind of sensitivity, right? that's how I would describe it, like something that is touched somehow by, is alive, you know, is uh, so, um, so that's, that's the tenderness we're bringing in the field. We're, bringing, we're invited to bring this in the field, to consider beings. Um, and so you can play with that a little bit today. And you might, some people describe, so common experiences will be, when I do neutral pe- people, I forget. I forget about them. Suddenly like I wake up and I'm thinking about next week. You know, like They slip from my... Of course they will, that's natural, they would. And that's what we're training. We're trained to stay around with them, to keep considering them. You know? And other people will describe, I, I don't seem to have neutral, because as soon as I think of somebody that appears neutral, they're not anymore. I'm concerned, I'm caring, I'm, I'm, or I'm joyful that they exist, even if I don't know them very much. I, I feel it's, it's, uh, I have it, it connects, you know. And so even some people will describe my favorite category is neutral because actually my family member, like there's so many stories and things, you know, it's, it's troubling to do meta for my loved ones, you know. I, I, I should put them more in my complex category than in my <laughs> loved one category. Yeah. And so neutral beings, there's something about them. There's not too much uh, history and, and things. So you'll see for yourself if you play with that. Okay, so that's a few words on practice, maybe to inspire us or to open up uh, areas of exploration. You know, say, oh, let me go in that field here. Um, and later today, uh, I'll talk more about these uh, other Brahma Viharas, these other qualities, but I wanted to bring them in today so that you, you can, uh, they can be there in your consciousness. Okay? So, we're going to do a sitting now. It's not going to be very long, so... uh, Yes? You could play with this small group of people if you think of a, I don't know, what do you mean, like elderlies? I mean, in my workplace, there's various teams. Uh, I don't interact. Yeah. 
So, you know, with uh, Meta, the, there's a lot of place for creativity, and so you could play with that. Uh, one emphasis that I've given, especially yesterday, was the staying, staying around to f- pacify and, and gather the mind, you know. But, minutes, right? huh? You mentioned yesterday about 15 minutes per Yeah, but you can play with that a little bit today, you know, you could t- touch on for a number of minutes, but danger would be to kind of like boom, 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 you know. And so try to bring the idea at least of duration, <coughs> extending in time. Careful not to impose yourself like all these qualities. Suddenly, I have to feel all these qualities. You don't. You just start uh, where we are, feeling the body, noticing the state of the mind. Just from there, uh, if you work with the sentences, then bring person or people in, beings in, start expressing gently, slowly, your own rhythm actually, your wishes. Being interested in steadiness, in continuity. If you're just hanging out and meeting reality in a friendly way, be particularly interested in the quality of the mind that meets uh, sounds or silence or touch or breath.
what uh, we are doing is uh, is delicate work. So be uh, be kind with yourself. Um, you're going to get lost and caught in different ways. Maybe there's going to be fluctuation and uh, the qualities of the mind, qualities of attention, attention and other qualities. Um, if you're doing uh, this walking now, and if you're, if you're doing without the sentences, uh, what you could do is play with, um, if you want to, when you do one crossing, let yourself uh, hear, become aware of hearing, <coughs> let that universe uh, become really alive for you. So as you cross one time, let yourself hear. As you cross another time, maybe let your, become aware that you're seeing and meet that experience fully with care. So becoming aware of colors, and shapes, and light, wherever you are. Another crossing, maybe you could just uh, feel in the whole body, the movements or whatever you feel, maybe the temperature, the body moving in space. And then when you cross again, the fourth time, so four steps, feel just the stepping, the stepping, and give full attention to this, give friendly attention to this, meet this fully, like you're going to meet somebody later this week so meet that experience let it appear, the stepping let it appear, let it be known and let that disappear that hardness or softness or whatever you feel be there for it fully learning to give full presence to what's happening and if you're walking back and forth with the sentences then explore these different categories if you want of self and uh, <coughs> other friend or inspiring person or benefactor and then bringing the neutral person a bit so you might walk for 10 or 15 minutes doing a person you love and then do another 10 minutes or 15 minutes doing somebody that you don't know that might be walking beside you or, or something else just give your time to that person it will be for uh, your benefit also There's a group uh, now meeting, and so hopefully you've seen that list and you know who you are. What I would ask is uh, if uh, you have a meeting, if you don't have a meeting, maybe you could just stay here for just a few seconds and let the people who have a meeting leave first. And uh, Yeah, can that work? Okay, great, enjoy. Thank you. Thank you.